if there was any question about whether or not David Krejci could still hang in the NHL and whether his chemistry with David Pasternak could help propel the Boston Bruins to new heights, that was erased in Wednesday's season-opening win over the Washington Capitals. We're going to talk about those two checkmates, award the big bear of the game, and bring you all the latest on the black and gold here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. And this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every day. The podcast free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing, including some bonus post-game videos and breaking news content on the YouTube channel. If you're on Twitter, Instagram, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. I'm a lifelong Bruins fan, been covering this team for various outlets for 17 years. And very excited after last night's result with the chemistry between David Krejci and David Posternak on full display. The plan, of course, was to have Taylor Hall on that line with those two guys. Pavel Zaka played with his checkmates because of some great chemistry that they had displayed in the preseason. Zaka had a pretty good debut for the Bruins, picked up an assist, three shots on goal, but it was Krejci and Pasternak who led the way offensively, spiritually, for the Boston Bruins combining for seven points apiece. David Pasternak had uh, one goal and three assists. Just checking here to see uh, whether they were, yeah, they were all primary assists as well. Pasternak uh, got the helper on Patrice Bergeron's season opening goal for the Boston Bruins. He then got the primary assist on Taylor Hall's goal early in the second period. And then finally got the primary assist on David Krejci's first goal for the Boston Bruins in quite some time. Pasternak also added six shots on goal. Krejci, for his part, uh, had one goal, two assists, Uh, Only one shot, which was the goal, of course, but he certainly made his presence felt in his first game with the Boston Bruins, and I think it was 520 days or something like that. Uh, Pasternak believes that Krejci has another level to hit, despite that three-point showing in his return to the NHL. It's going to be different for him 
coming back from larger ice services, playing in the NHL. And Pasternak thinks he's only going to get better. He already looked pretty good to him. Looked very good to all of us, let's be honest. The 36-year-old, um, very impressive in his first game back for the Boston Bruins. He said, it's great, we got a win. And as a line, they chipped in. But at the same time, second period, bit of concerns. The Bruins tempted fate by allowing the Capitals to score a couple goals to bring the game to uh, 3-2 at that point. A lot of us thinking back to last season when they had a propensity for some soft second periods, allowing teams to, yeah, get back in the game instead of dropping the hammer and taking care of things. Krejci said they talked about it. They came out strong in the third. You're going to make mistakes. It's a good league. When you make a mistake, you're often going to pay for it. That's what happened in the second, but it's always about response. That line and them as a team, they did really well in the third period and finished the game against their really good team. And that's something that wasn't always evident last season. Finishing strong. You know, we saw all those last-minute tie-ups last year, losing the game in the last minute. The Bruins came out strong in the third period. Krejci said he was excited, a little nervous at the same time. Glad they got the win. Um, Getting the two points is huge. Of course, there's been all kinds of talk about the injuries to the Boston Bruins. No Marchand, no McAvoy. To pick up any points against playoff-level teams uh, is going to be huge for the Bruins. And, of course, they don't want to drop points against, I don't want to say, yeah, let's say lesser teams, including uh, the team next on the schedule, which is the home opener against Arizona on Saturday. But such an impressive performance for Krejci and Pasternak. A couple other opportunities they had to put up some points, I think specifically of that unreal Backhand pass by Pasternak to find Krejci alone in the slot. He played the puck between his legs. Kemper covered the net very well. Krejci kind of ran out of room, but still was able to create an opportunity by getting the puck to the front of the net, where Zaka was waiting for an opportunity. Um, It's going to be amazing to watch these two play all season long. Uh, We'll see... As the season progresses, whether Taylor Hall's bump to that line when Brad Marchand returns or, or if they keep Zaka there, I wouldn't expect Hall will go in the third line, but that's a discussion for another day. Pasternak, of course, only boosting his value without a contract still for next season and beyond. Uh, the talk is of course, is that he'll be commanding double-digit millions, and he certainly proved his worth for the Boston Bruins last night with the four-point effort to begin uh, the season. He said he's feeling old, but he's still pretty young with a bit of a smirk. Uh, Definitely thinks he can get better, and he's trying to do that every day. I can't imagine a better Pasternak than what we saw last night, but if there's another level to hit, then Don Sweeney, should certainly 
get him signed uh, sooner than later, lest his value just continue to rise as the season progresses. Going to award the Big Bear of the Night to a first-time NHLer here in a moment. But first, a quick word about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, and of course, the NHL. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Now here in this part of the show, those of you who are regular listeners to Locked on Boston Bruins know that I like to award a big bear of the night after every game. And there's quite a few players to choose from here. I think Linus Allmark had a very strong game in net for the Bruins. He made some huge saves early on to thwart the Capitals' offensive attack, especially on the power play early on. Overall, he faced 35 shots, made 33 saves for a 9.43 save percentage. Sparkling start for our boy Linus. I thought uh, Derek Forbort had a strong game. Six blocks, five hits in a team high 23 minutes and 36 seconds of ice time, including. 435 on the penalty kill. And uh, the Capitals went 0 for 4 on the power play. Thanks in part to Forbort's Yeoman's work on the blue line. Brandon Carlo had a couple shots, six hits, three blocks. Uh, AJ Greer impressed in limited ice time, three shots, three hits, and a block. David Krejci, David Pasternak, certainly earning Big Bear mentions, but the whole point of the Big Bear is kind of an unsung hero, someone who uh, stepped up and helped change the complexion of the game. I'm giving it to Jacob Lauko in this game. He had uh, 11 minutes. 36 seconds of ice time, including 210 shorthanded. No shots on goal, but he did levy three hits, and he drew a couple penalties as well in his NHL debut. He was playing on a fourth line with Nick Foligno and Thomas Nosek. And, you know, he said when Montgomery said he was going to go, he said, okay, this is going to be interesting. I was actually happy because I didn't have any time to be nervous. Jumped right into it. Didn't have to wait two, three, four minutes on the bench. Waiting, shaking. Is this the moment? Is this it? Jumped right into it. And pretty 
nice shift to start. That was Nosik, Felino, and Lauko starting the game out there for the Boston Bruins, won the opening face-off, and did indeed have a pretty uh, solid shift to begin the game. Um, the Czech native, again, drew two penalties, showed some speed, some tenacity, and that's why they want him in the lineup. His ability to draw penalties with the speed, take pucks to hard areas. Um, again, the fourth line got them going right away on the first shift. They went right to the goal and got to work. And it was extra special for Lauko as his parents flew in from Czechia for their son's debut, making it to the arena just minutes before puck drop after some issues at the airport uh, crossing in and uh, dealing with immigration. He said he was really happy they made it. And he feels like he's going to build on this game to get better and better. He trusts his abilities and his upside. Just needs to adjust for the pace of the game for the guys that are playing. Uh, he hadn't played on the penalty kill much. He was out there against the likes of Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and he thought he did a pretty good job. Again, Capitals going 0 for 4 on the penalty kill. Now, it wasn't exactly a game in which the Bruins dominated per se. In fact, when it comes to shot attempts 5 on 5, Washington had the advantage there 47 to 41. 5 on 5 shots 24-21, the advantage there for the uh, the Capitals. Boston had one power play goal on three attempts, so that played a big difference as well. That goal was scored by Patrice Bergeron, 7.58 of the first period, and that helped uh, obviously get the Bruins ahead and put them in a position to yeah keep rolling for the night. Overall, because of those um, power plays, Capitals dominated in terms of shot attempts. 66-51 was the advantage for the whole game. A 35-30 advantage when it came to uh, shots on goal. Individually, a couple guys stood out in terms of... Uh, Shot attempt differential, Mike Riley had a strong game. He was out there for 17 attempts for, only 14 against for a 54.84 shot attempt differential. Jakobs Borrell, 53%. Um, on the downside, you had Nick Foligno, Thomas Nosek, who were on the ice for many more attempts uh, against than four, which is, I guess, to be expected for a fourth line, but not exactly prime <laughs> prime production there from from those guys. And you'd like to see maybe, you know, they talk about Lauko's speed, his tenacity. Certainly not the speed from Felino and Nosik. I'd like to see a bit more dynamic fourth line. Stanika, Frederick were in the press box for this one. Perhaps one or both will get in the lineup here for Saturday's game. 
So some room for improvement for the Bruins. Certainly uh, possession-wise, but you know they took advantage of their opportunities. Krejci, Pasternak, uh, excellent in this one, really helping turn the tide. The Bruins awarded the game puck to Montgomery in honor of his first victory as Bruins head coach. He said it feels great, but most importantly, they did it together. He said it's an honor to lead the group in there, and the puck's Going on the mantle, probably in his son's room, which is uh, which is pretty cool. Montgomery gave credit as well to Allmark, who said, uh, or sorry, Montgomery said he was awesome. He battled hard, fought for every rebound. I kind of thought they might go with Swayman in this one. Perhaps they'll go to him for Saturday's game in Boston against the Coyotes to kind of get them both in action early on. But Allmark, like I said, played fantastic. Um, and Bergeron scored the season-opening goal. Uh, he became the third-oldest Bruin to score the season-opening goal behind Zdeno Chara. He was 41 when he scored on October 14, 2018. And Ray Bork was 38 when he scored the Bruins' season-opening goal back in 1999 it was the fourth time he scored the season opening goal and that trails only dit clapper uh for the most in team history he has five so maybe he can tie it next season knock on wood let's hope that he can do that after the break going to Talk about Jake DeBrusque leaving the game and tee up the rest of the week for the Boston Bruins. But I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. It's available on YouTube odyssey and wherever you get podcasts all right here in the final segment of today's episode of locked on boston bruins some tough news last night as jake debrusque sorry was injured on a hit along the boards in the second period and eventually had to leave the game and he did not return Uh, the bruins termed it an upper body injury in good old-fashioned hockey vagueness when it comes to describing injuries, upper body, lower body. There was no update after the game from Jim Montgomery. You know, he played two-thirds of the game, came out for the third, no update, and hopefully there is one today from the Bruins. The Bruins are not practicing today getting the day off after the game, they're traveling back home, and then they'll regroup, get back on the ice tomorrow in advance of Saturday's game against the Arizona Coyotes. DeBrusque only saw 11 minutes of action. He did have three shots on goal, two hits, and a block, so he was uh, fairly effective in his minutes. Hopefully, he's able to... uh, suit up Saturday didn't look great um and we'll see 
if he's not able to play, how the lineup shakes out in his absence. Does Craig Smith move to the top line? Do they insert Trent Frederick or Jack Stanika into the lineup? They're already deploying two left-hand shots on the right side in um, DeBrusque and Lauko. So do they recall Mark McLaughlin, perhaps? We're going to have to see uh, what the trickle-down effect is here. But Jake DeBrusque certainly banged up and may miss a game or two. The Bruins have a bit of a light schedule here to begin the season over the first couple weeks at least. Or sorry, the first week. They're off until Saturday and then they're back in action after that Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday and Saturday of next week. So um, hopefully DeBrusque, you know, It's a minor injury, and he might be back in time for next week with a four-week schedule uh, for the Bruins, but we're going to have to wait and see there. I think that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, a very entertaining opening game for Jim Montgomery and co. Very excited to watch a full season of Krejci and Pasternak. Knock on wood, no injury issues through the season and uh, we'll have to see if Taylor Hall gets down on that spot at some point or if Pavel Zaka remains there with uh, with those guys Uh, great debut for him as well and a lot to be excited about with respect to this team so do subscribe to Locked on Boston Ruins so that you do not miss a thing I hope you're all doing well having a great week taking care of yourselves taking care of each other we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.